Sunday Sports Shootout, WEW 88.7 FM. I'm Nick Schultz, and thrilled to welcome in Lawrence Kramer, sports editor of the DePaulia. He's been all over the story of DePaul's new athletic director, Dwayne Peavy, is taking over for Gene Lenti Ponsetto. And Lawrence broke the story. He has been all over this stuff, and it's just great work from a student journalist. And I'm happy to welcome Lawrence in. Lawrence, awesome work this week, man. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you for uh, for inviting me. And um, I'm I'm glad to be on. I, I know last time we talked was was a couple of months ago. It's, it's surreal that you know we're in some nearly in September now, and DePaul is a a new athletic director finally. Yeah, it is definitely a changing of the guard as Dwayne Peavy comes in from Kentucky. And before we start talking about him, how was that for you, breaking the story and being the first on top of this? Yeah, it was, you know, obviously surreal. Just, you know, breaking, you know, I guess it's a, it's a, obviously a big story. But, uh, you know, I, I trusted, the you know, the source that kind of provided me the information. I knew it was, you know, as close to as 100% as it can get. Um, and I was at, when I broke the, the the news a couple of Mondays ago that he received a, a, a contract or that they extended an offer to him. Um, and when I saw some, you know, a Kentucky journalists and some, you know, Chicago national media journalists responding to my tweet and kind of basically confirming it, it you know, it, it felt good about that, obviously. And it made, it made me feel that, you know, this is real. And then Thursday, that, that following Thursday when I, you know, broke the news that they're finalizing a deal. Um, obviously I was a little nervous because this is the first time I broke this type of story. Um, but again, I, I had trust in my sources. I, I knew that it was accurate. And then I guess I was kind of just, you know, obviously I think that the hiring was, was great, but I just, I was kind of happy when it kind of went old, everything went down on Monday and, and Tuesday when DePaul announced it. And then um, Dwayne had his first DePaul press conference this past Tuesday. Yeah, and let's talk about this new hire, because I know when we talked for my podcast a couple months ago, we both agreed they should go outside, but they really went outside, because if I heard Dwayne Peavy right, he's never really spent much time in Chicago in the summer. So what's kind of your read of what he brings to the table? Yeah, I mean, I think he said the first time he ever was in Chicago, unless I'm mistaken, was during his uh, last interview with DePaul earlier. I think I heard that too. Yeah, so... I mean, obviously, it's as far as you can go outside of Chicago. Uh, base, I mean, he probably has some, you know, college ties with some, probably knows some people in Chicago. But in terms of just knowing how Chicago, the, the college scene operates, he probably, you know, is probably new to it a little bit. But he has tremendous uh, experience. He's worked all, all over the map. You know, he's been in media relations. You know, he's worked in the, in the SEC. So he knows how a conference operates. And then he's obviously worked at Kentucky, where he's, He's known for working uh, really close with their athletic director. And I think what he's really well known for is um, how close he was to John Calipari and the men's basketball team. And I obviously I think that's what sticks out with this hiring and with um, obviously we know what DePaul struggles has been with the men's basketball team. And I, I don't know if, you know, DePaul publicly admitted, maybe they will one day, of, but I, I think it signals that this was their main priority when going after a new athletic director, making sure um, they have some sort of men's basketball experience because uh, it's important to turn around that program. And I, 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 we'll probably touch on it in, in, this, in this interview, but, um, you know, Dwayne talked about in his first press conference about how, you know, important a successful men's basketball program is to a school and to the entire athletic department and, and his vision for it. So 
Um, I just think overall it's a strong hire. I think fans, obviously, if you just follow Twitter, they're really excited about it. So, you know, I know we, we criticize the ball a lot, but this is, you know, pr- one of their strongest hires, especially in the athletic department. Yeah, and you're alluding to the men's basketball program. Obviously, that's going to be the big question here because the men's basketball program has not been doing well lately. I think they've made, what is it, two NCAA tournaments since 04? Is that what I'm – is that right? It's – it's uh, last one was in 04, and then the previous one was in 2000. So it's been two okay. this century, I think. Okay, yeah, that improves the point even more. So that the program obviously needs to take a step forward. And you mentioned the fact that PB worked with John Calipari. How do you think that can translate to a relationship with Dave Lato or possibly someone else in the head coach's seat? Yeah, you know, he, in his first press conference, he talked about it. He, he's not looking to make a change right away. So he's going to probably give Lato, you know, this first season. And he talked about working with him and kind of building a positive relationship and making sure Coach Lato has all the support he needs um, going into the season to have a successful year. And, and he talks a lot about building a winning culture, how a winning program is supposed to look like um and I think that that's what he's going to try to build before he makes a head coaching change no and I think it's obviously it's it's so late in the game Uh, we're a couple months away now from a new college basketball season hopefully we will get it um but even if let's say we do it's probably too late to make a change and and I think PV realizes that I don't think he wants I think he wants to give Leto a shot and he says he's going to work with him in terms of scheduling in terms of kind of helping with recruiting, making sure, because he said that once people get to Lincoln Park, they like it, but it's how do we get people there? That's the hard part of convincing them to go to DePaul um, instead of going to the Dukes, the Kentuckys, the Kansases, especially students students from Chicago. Um, and he, he has experience with that, Calipari. He talked about how when he first got to Kentucky, um, you know, Kentucky was kind of struggling, and then Calipari got there, and they had this boost in terms of just the support for the program. So um, I, I think he knows what he's doing, but I think it's going to be more than just his knowledge. I think he's going to need the support of the entire university to get this uh, program turned around. And I listened to his interview with Molly and Haw. I think that would have been, what was that, Thursday? I think it was Tuesday morning before his press conference. It was Tuesday. Yes, that's yeah. right, because I was – I'm breaking up hours that – the country club a half hour away. It's where I worked the last few summers and I'm, I'm working 6.30 to 1.30. <laughs> so I miss like everything up until about two o'clock. Yeah. So I caught the podcast of Mike and David's interview and I don't know, I thought he said all the right things and I'm a Loyola grad and I found myself getting excited about the fall basketball, as weird as that sounds. Did you kind of get that feeling? Yeah, no, definitely. I think he's, you know, he said all the right things. I mean, he said he, he wants to win a national championship, you know, and obviously it's a, it's a huge goal. And he, and he said, um, you know, if people aren't going to, you know, have these big dreams, I'm paraphrasing, but basically said, if people don't have these big dreams like I do, then you're not cut out for the new DePaul Athletics. And it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a shot at something. I mean, it's not a shot, but it's, it's putting pressure on, on people that have been there for a long time and that have not, you know, have not been able to get the program succeeding. And I think he's talking about the entire DePaul Athletics, but it's also looking at the men's basketball program and saying, if, if you don't have the same goals as me, or if you, if you don't have the same vision as me, then we need to make some changes possibly. Um, and he said all the right things. If you're a fan of DePaul, of DePaul athletics, especially the men's basketball program, um, he, he gets you excited because you see his experience, his background and kind of what he said, 
during obviously the Mullion Hall interview and then uh, his first press conference, you know, he knows what he's doing. It's just how fast can he get this thing moving in the right direction. And I think that's going to be the main key here. And now moving away from men's basketball for a second, has he said anything about the women's basketball program or is he just kind of, kind of leave that alone? Because I know if I were him and I tweeted this too, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, no, he, he got asked a, a question in uh, his press conference about it. It was if he's talked to coach Bruno yet. And, and he said, yeah, he's talked to him and he's, you know, basically what he said, we kind of know is he's like, you know, I, I told him I want to help. He, he said, I told Bruno that I want to help you any way I can to get you past the second weekend, get you to the final four. And, and, you know, he said, you no, know, Bruno has his own way of doing stuff and he has his own goals of how he wants to accomplish it. Um, and PB said, it's now it's my job to kind of fit into that and, and do my best job to get him past, you know, the, um, the sweet 16, the NCAA tournament, get him to his first final four. And, you know, now UConn's coming back into the big East. Um, the coach Bruno has never been uh, UConn as, as the Paul head coach. So, that's, that's what he, he wants to do and kind of get them to that next level. And obviously uh, the women's basketball team has been, you know, it's been so successful. It's been so well run for a long time. Best but even coach, team in town. Yeah. Yeah. Even coach Bruno has pointed out numerous occasions that we still have another level to go, like beating the Yukons and Notre Dames, you know, the Baylors um, and getting to the final four. And I think um, coach PV or ADPV can now help with that. And because he, you know, He's going to try and do everything he can to get there because he knows that this is such a well-oiled machine that maybe takes some minor tweaks and you kind of get over that hump eventually. And the other point, and we're talking with Lawrence Kramer, sports editor of the DePaulia here on Sunday Sports Shootout, WOUW. The other point I want to bring up is fan turnout because I heard that in the press conference and I heard that on Molly and Haw. What is he going to do to get fans to win Trust Arena? Because I know you've written stories about attendance being – lower than everyone thought it'd be yeah you know he he talked about kind of making a DePaul brand that is exciting for younger people he didn't specify how he wants to do it I obviously the easiest way to do that is by winning if you win I mean people will turn out and I, I kind of even thought about this this week after he said kind of building a, a an exciting brand for younger people and kind of making sure you don't lose another generation uh, of you know college fans and basketball fans and I thought of DePaul start last season. And even though they started off really well, and they, when they got to an 8-0 and they hosted Texas Tech, they still couldn't fill half of the stadium. And th that's when, you know, that was in December when the Bears were kind of out of the playoffs. The Bulls were struggling. The Hawks weren't playing well. You would think at that Thanks point. Thanks for reminding me of that, by the way. Really <laughs> I'm sorry, it. everyone. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that, that was DePaul's chance at 8-0, hosting the last, last year's national runners-up to kind of – see how many fans will show up and, and it was still a good turnout but it was not what you would expect or what you would hope for when you're eight and oh and you've been some really good teams and you're now kind of getting close to being ranked so I think for DePaul it's going to take uh you need to be consistent you need to prove it to Chicago that you're exciting and I think I think Wee knows this and I think this is going to be the key recruiting Chicago talent can you get the four or five star recruits from Chicago to stay at DePaul, and if you can and, and you win, um, then I think people, more people will start showing up, especially if you can prove it in the Big East in, in the long run. Yeah, that was a fun time there when DePaul was 8-0 and every team was struggling. And 
I, I always love bringing up my column about that, that I wrote that the Paul's the king of college basketball in town. And yeah, we all know how well that aged. Yeah. But he, so he didn't lay out any specific plan, but I know another guy who I would have put as one of my top candidates was Steve Watson at Loyola and kind of what he did to get fan turnout. And you said he told you he wasn't in consideration for the position, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was like late July. I emailed Loyola because I heard from, from a source that Northwestern's Mike Pulaski and, and Loyola's Steve Watson were possibly being considered for the job. And I just wanted to confirm with, with both schools and Northwestern didn't get back to me, but uh, Loyola's uh, um, PR department did. And they, Steve Watson provided me with a quote. He said, you know, I'm not, you know, caring for the job. And he's, you know, he said he's happy, you know, being the athletic director at Loyola. Yeah. And I even said at the time, I'd have had a hard time seeing Steve leave Loyola. He's got something really good going there, but I had to bring it up because this is Loyola student radio station. Mm -hmm. And I did cover the Ramblers for a few years. So I got to, I got to get that angle in there. Yeah. Uh, You talked about recruiting. I know there was a possible recruit that was looking at the Paul and have we heard anything more on what was his name? Was it David Jones? Yeah, it was like Debbie, Debbie Jones, I believe. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his first name right, but he's, he's committing on, on one day at 6 PM. He's, um, you know, looking at the, the forecast for 247 and, and rivals, you know, DePaul has a couple of predi- uh, predictions enabled already. And I think late Illinois has a couple. So, uh, if fans are looking for a little rivalry there, I guess Illinois and DePaul are competing for, for the same four-star recruit. And, um, and if those predictions are right, and I, I hopefully they are, th- that's going to be the DePaul's third four-star recruit for 2021. Um, and obviously that's going to help massively for Leto to build some stock with, with Dwayne Peavy. And I think they're going after a couple of more players for that year. So um, I guess it's just a couple more days now to wait and see, but that would be a huge land for, for them and beating out Illinois, even though they don't play on, you know, they don't play each other in college basketball right now. Which don't even get me started on that. Like you, you <laughs> yeah. heard, you see me on Twitter. You've heard my rants. I, I think all Chicago teams should play. I think the Illinois teams should play. There should be something yeah. in college basketball in Illinois, but, but that's a topic for another time. Otherwise we can string this out for a full couple hours, but I do want to go back to the recruiting. You're going to see where I'm going with this after this question. How do you think the DePaul men's basketball team can do this year? Do you think this could be a make-or-break year for Dave Leto with the new athletic director in town? I think it's so tough to tell because, I, you know, their schedule isn't out yet. And I, I don't even think they That's know the their thing. schedule because, I, you know, the NCAA doesn't know when they're starting their season. I know there's been reports of starting, starting on Thanksgiving or, you know, early December, but there's no official start date as of now. And we don't know how the – non-conference season is going to look like I mean I know the Big East is now supposed to play 20 games so it's just if if it was kind of a normal season I think no their team their roster is well constructed you know they had some players leave that obviously Paul Reed go to the draft but they've been able to kind of restock with some good transfers and a couple of them still need to pick up uh, waivers to play this season and I think that's going to be really important for a couple of those guys to get um, but I, I do think it's going to be a make or break here for Coach Slato um, because I don't think, you know, I think PV will be patient, but I, I think he's going to want to see some results. You know, there's some teams in the Big East this season that are arguably worse than DePaul, like Georgetown, possibly Butler. Um, so there's no reason why DePaul can't finish, you know, at least eight. I mean, 
that that's you're setting such a low bar there and I, I know like but for DePaul finishing eighth out of 11 teams now that would be a success um so I I do think it's a make or break here yeah yeah and that you kind of alluded to what my next question would be so let's say college basketball they won't have a full season I don't think I think that's yeah. pretty safe to say at this point because it is almost September but say they have most of a season enough to have an NCAA tournament. If DePaul finishes its highest finish in the Big East and doesn't make the NCAA tournament, do you think PV still thinks about bringing Lado back, or do you think he'd still kind of go in another direction because they missed out on the big dance? I know it's so early, but I love speculating. Yeah, you know, their highest place finish since realignment in 2013, I believe, is eighth or ninth, mm-hmm. and that's out of 10 teams. So, I mean, we're really setting the the bar really low there. I mean, and I know there's now 11 teams in the conference because of UConn coming back. Um, I mean, if they definitely, if they get top five, let's say, I mean, I don't think anyone right now has them as finishing that high, but if they do, I, I don't see why he wouldn't bring back Leto, especially with the recruiting class he has coming in for next season. Um, but if it's, I mean, if it's another last place finish and it's kind of just all over the place, it's hard for me to imagine how he'll bring him back. I might be wrong on that, but um, you, you have to start winning. I mean, I understand it's a process of rebuilding a program, but Lato's going into a sixth year now. Eventually, you know, people don't last three years at a job, you know, let alone six years. Um, eventually, you got to start winning. I know it's a tough conference, but I, I just can't see if it's another bad season how uh, PV brings him back and he sells it to the, to, the, to the fan base again. And I really think this is just – my perspective from the outside looking in, obviously you're on the inside, so tell me if I'm wrong. But I feel like his background with Kentucky and Coach Calipari is going to be huge in that deciding factor, don't you think? I, like, I feel like that's what makes this such a great hire is because he's not coming from like a Notre Dame or a Creighton. He's coming from, he's coming from Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, there's some speculation about Kenny Payne. I know he just went to the Knicks. Uh, possibly if Lato gets – gets fired, bringing in Kenny Payne, obviously has connections with Kentucky and Calipari. Um, I mean, it, I, I don't know if you're trying to point out maybe Calipari to DePaul. I, no, I, absolutely I, not. That's okay. not at all. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, but like, I mean, that would be, I mean, we're just dreaming at this point. I, I don't even think DePaul could afford a salary. I've had, um, I've had some crazy takes, especially <laughs> recently, but I, I'm not going out there. I'm just saying he's worked with a yeah. very, a very high profile coach, a very high profile, successful program. Yeah. And like bringing that background in and trying to turn DePaul around. No, I definitely think it, it, it's, it's huge right? because he's, he knows, I mean, he's, he's seen them win a national championship. He's seen them get close. He knows how a well-oiled uh, program is supposed to, to, to run. And he's going to go to DePaul and he's going to see it quickly if it's, if it's anything close to that. I mean, obviously it's, it's not, anything close to Kentucky as of now. Um, but if he's not seeing this going in the right direction and he's, he's not seeing results and, you know, he's talked about building the winning culture. And if that's not kind of, if he, if, he, if that's not moving in the positive direction, you know, how he wants it to be, um, you know, I definitely see him making changes and I just, and it's not going to be down to just PV. He needs the support of the university. He needs, there needs to be commitment from them, from the people in charge from the, from the donors, from everyone in, involved in this, um, that they're going to really look at this and try to turn this program around, or else it's just going to be stagnant again. And I think it's, it's, it would be a shame to let this go. 
to waste because they have so much potential to kind of, you know, be a force in Chicago. I'm not saying they have to be a force nationally, but he talked about it. We need to get to a point, PV talked about us, we need to get to a point where DePaul is making the NCAA tournament and that's just the floor. Not Eventually we want to be competing, DePaul wants to be competing for a national championship. And that's his goals and that's possibly in the long run, but he needs the support and the help from everyone involved or else he's going to, he's going to struggle to turn the program around. And then last question for you here. I've read something, I think it was in the Daily Herald about Gene Lenny Ponsetto's final days. I know you're, are you back on campus? Not yet, no. Okay, but given everything you've reported on with the changing of the guard, as I'd like to call it here, how do you think the last days of Gene Lenny Ponsetto are going to be? Like, obviously with the pandemic, I don't know if people are going to be in the office or not, but do you think she's going to get like a proper send-off in a way? Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I wish it was, I mean, at least for her, she probably, everyone wishes it was probably normal times where she could probably get a, a, a send-off like any any person would if, if they're retiring or they're leaving after, I mean, she's been with the university for 45 years, athletic director for 18 years. So she's well-connected obviously. And, and a lot of people in the athletic department at the university really respect her. Um, I, I would expect that she gets some sort of send off something. I know athletes are obviously back, you know, now on campus, they're working out, especially the basketball players, the men's and women's basketball players. So, um, no, I definitely think she'll get some sort of send off. Obviously, Everyone in that like department, I bet, respects and really likes her. Um, so, you know, I know people, there's a lot of fans who kind of wish she's went away already, She that she was let go earlier. But, um, you know, she's, she's been there for a long time. She at least deserves one final send-off uh, before um, she eventually, she retires. And that officially that's September 1st. So that's a couple of days. So we'll just have to wait and see if they, they say anything or if they kind of, post any pictures on, on Twitter or social media. Yeah, that's the thing people kind of lose in the fire JLP and everything. Like, she's been there a while. I mean, say what you want about her. That's that's a long time to be in the same job, and I really hope she gets as good a send-off as possible because, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do respect the hell out of her. Yeah, and I know she's fighting uh, breast cancer right now, and I and I, I we all wish her well and to kind of to beat this, you know, terrible cancer, and I know she's been in it before, so um, I know – you know, people have criticized her and I've, I think, you know, I've criticized her for the decision she's made, but that her health and her, you know, well-being comes first. So obviously we all wish, wish her well in that aspect as well, that she can beat this and, and be healthy eventually again. Yeah, absolutely. And we're talking with Lawrence Kramer of the DePaulia. Lawrence, thanks for the time. And hey, have you gotten an interview with Dwayne PV yet, by the way? Because that made no, me no. mad when I saw your tweet. <laughs> no, I've... I haven't gotten, I've not requested another one-on-one or I, I haven't, I didn't officially request a one-on-one with him yet, but um, no, I've, I haven't, I haven't done an, a one-on-one with him yet. And I think the press conference for right now um, was good enough. Uh, and he, he provided a lot of information there, but eventually we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. And I, I look forward to talking to him. He looks like a very nice guy. Um, so, you know, I, I really, I really do wish him well as well. I, you know, getting this type of job. I know he's talked about working hard. So um, I, I think everyone at DePaul is kind of looking forward to this new era, as well as I am in the DePaul of kind of covering a new athletic director. It's been kind of the same for the last 18 years. So it's kind of exciting for everyone involved.
Yeah, and I know as a college basketball fan, like you've got a great program in Loyola. You got UIC hired Luke Yaklich. I think they're going to be a good program. And I think DePaul can turn it around here. And you got you got a three-headed monster there. I think it could be great for the city. But I hope you get that first interview because I mean I'm all about student journalism, and you were all over the story. So I hope you get that interview, and I'm glad I could be your first radio interview. Let's we'll spin it that way here. So there we go. That that's there we go. I love that. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it, Nick. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the time, man. I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Sounds good. Thank you.